Hello, you're listening to the Hosanna Houston podcast. Hosanna Houston is a church for all people, transforming lives through love and generosity. Here, we revisit Sunday sermons from Pastor Edwin Guerra. God bless you guys. Welcome this morning. If you're watching us through our live stream, welcome also today. I'll start by saying that I will be brief, but we are shifting gears and we are looking at a small new series that we're going to start and it's called Return. And I want to focus on this for the next few weeks because we want to see and take a look at the return of Jesus. And now I'll say something about this. I don't know much about the second coming, but I do know that when it happens, we'll know everything about it, right? So, so we'll, we'll figure it out and we'll read together the scriptures and, and we'll see where the Holy Spirit helps us to understand a little bit more. But before we get to that, I want us to look at and take a look at ourselves as well and what it means to be not only a follower of Jesus, but as he is calling us to return to him before his ultimate and second coming and return. Amen. So we're going to take a look at some of the things that are happening to the people of God, the church itself, us, right, as representatives of Jesus Christ here on earth. So the first question I have for today, this morning is, where are you as a follower of Jesus, standing in your faith, right? Where is the body of Christ? Why is sin so prevalent and so accepted in our society today? Why is it not a big deal, right? And we want to take a look at some of those things, and I'll say it in this way. There is no hope. For God's people, unless God himself, himself causes them to return from their sin and unbelief. All right? So without God being the one who turns us back to him, there is no hope without God. I think we can all kind of declare that and write it up in our hearts and in our minds. There is no hope without God being the one that calls us to return to him. And we've talked about this in the past. If you guys remember in Romans 3.11, we've read uh, and it says that no one is seeking God. I mean, that's what the text says, right? And if you jump to Romans 3.12, quickly it says, no one does good, not a single one, right? So to have those verses prevalent and be like, well, this, this is, this is a, a direct uh, order and direct scripture that, that of what is happening in the world today. And so it's understanding to ask the question, where is the body of Christ? Where do we stand? Where are those who call themselves Christians? What are we doing? So I'm standing here today letting you know that our only hope as believers is that God himself, himself calls us to himself. Amen. That he is the one that calls us back to him. He uh, who we or who most people are running from is the only one, right, that has the hope 
that we need. So people are running from God, and yet he is the only hope for anyone. Amen? So we need to understand that Jesus, that Jesus is everything that you and I can ever need, and without him, none of us would be drawn back to him, all right? So we've all gone astray, but he is the one that draws us back. And this is some of the things that we, we want to look at today. Jesus is saying to us today, I am the only hope, the only hope that you have. I am the only hope that anyone has. So if you have your Bible, I want you to go to the book of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 32. And now, I've heard it say from people, you know, Christians and even non-Christians, I want Jesus, but I don't want to do anything, I don't want to have to do anything with the church because the church this and the church that. And I think the people that say, I, I do have a relationship with Jesus, I just don't congregate, I'm not, I'm not a part of a church, I think that they don't want the Jesus of the Bible. Because the Jesus of the Bible, which is the one you and I worship, loves the church. The Jesus, the Jesus of the Bible died for the church. Jesus of the Bible is returning for the church. And in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 32, it says, This is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So when somebody says, oh, I want to have a relationship with Jesus, but I don't congregate, then they don't want Jesus. Because Jesus and the church are one. It's not separate ever. This is one body, one Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, right? It's all together. It can't have just one thing without the other. So... What's my only hope? What's your only hope? How do we make sense of this? And how do we call ourselves? How, how, how do we return back to God from falling away from him? And for this, we're going to go to the saddest book in the Bible. I hope you guys know what that is. It's the book of Lamentations. That is the saddest book in the Bible. And we see here Go to chapter 1, book of Lamentations. And we see here that God himself had decimated his people. Jerusalem. Go to chapter 1, verse 5. I'm giving you a little extra time to go there. Lamentations is in the Old Testament, guys. And those who are watching, give you a little time to go there. And it says, verse 5, in the chapter 1, her oppressors have become her masters, and her enemies prosper. For the Lord, God himself, has punished Jerusalem for her many sins. Her children have been corrupted. I'm, I'm sorry. Her children have been captured and have been, uh, have been taken away to distant lands. 
Now, this was a tough situation for the people of Israel. It wasn't looking any good at all. And it was all because of their many sins. It's a, I mean, it's not, it's not much different than our days today, right? So I want you to understand that, and I think that we all know this, but I'm going to say it anyways. Sin does have consequences either in this life or in the next life. Sin has consequences. So if you're watching, I want you to know that sin has a consequence. Today, or in the next life, we will pay for our actions. All right. So what is our hope if we are in sin? What is our hope if the church itself is far from God? What can bring us back? In the book of Lamentations, if you now jump a couple of books to chapter 5 there, and you see verse 21, and this is a prayer from the people of Israel, from Jerusalem. And this is where we want to focus today. This is the prayer that you and I, that the church, that the believer, that the Christian should be crying out every single day. Chapter 5, verse 21, the book of Lamentations says, Restore us to yourself, Lord, that we may return, that we may return, renew our days of old. And I'll add a different translation, same verse, 521. It's a different translation. It says, bring us back to you, God. We're ready to come back. Give, give us a fresh start. I mean, this prayer is the prayer of everyone that has known Jesus Christ as their Savior and that at some point in their life have fallen far from him. The Bible says, and we just read in Romans 3.11, no one is seeking God. No one is seeking God. And the prayer for those people should be, God, bring me back. I'm ready to come back. Give me a fresh start. Because this is my only hope, this is your only hope, that God himself brings us back to him. So the prayer is, bring me back, O Lord. Bring me back, O Lord. If you guys remember, Jesus in the book of Luke said this to Peter. So if you want to go to the book of Luke, chapter 22, Jesus says this to Peter. Verses 31 and 32. Jesus speaking. He says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sit, to uh, sift each of you like wheat. Verse 32. But I, this is Jesus speaking, remember, but I have pleaded in prayer for you. Simon, that your faith should not fall or should not fail. So when you have repented, so when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. Strengthen 
your brothers. I'll read that verse again so you guys can see it. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. But I have pleaded in prayer for you that your faith should not fail so that when, when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. If you notice, he did not say, if you return, but he says, when you return, right? And that is a big deal, a big deal, because that means that because he is pleading, he is going to return, because Jesus was the one saying, I have prayed for you, Simon, that the enemy does not destroy you. I have pleaded for you, Simon. So we see here that the sovereign grace of God is the one who brought him back. And that is what we want today. God, will you bring us back? Will you plead for us? Will you be the one that brings us to a relationship with you once again? So it will be, this is what Jesus is saying to Peter, it will be my sovereign grace that brought you back from apostasy. And apostasy means that someone leaves or abandons the Christian faith, the doctrine that they once believed and the way they conducted themselves. And this, sadly, is where many Christians find themselves today. They knew the truth, but for some reason, which is sin, they have been pulled away from this truth. And now, who and what can be their hope? Jesus. Jesus himself. But the prayer has to be one of... Uh, like Lamentations chapter 5, verse 21, where it says, bring us back, God. We're ready to come back. We're ready to have a new and fresh start with you. Now, God is the only one that can cause us to return to him. That is our hope for a renewed and refreshed relationship with him. Jesus is the one that is interceding for us. If you remember in Romans chapter 8, if you want to go there, verse 34, it says this, Romans 8, 34. It says, who then will condemn us? Romans 8, 34. No one for, the, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor in God, God's uh, right hand pleading for us. So he will cause us to return because he is pleading, because Jesus is interceding for us. You and I are here today, not because we're amazing Christians. You and I are here today because Jesus is pleading and interceding for us. We can stand firm on this faith because he is pleading and interceding for us. Because he is calling us to himself. Because we are not good, but he is good and he 
is everlasting and ever loving and ever merciful and his grace endures forever. And the reason we stand is because he stands up for us. Amen? You and I are at his mercy, at his grace, right? We depend on his grace every day. Every day we wake up, we say, thank you, Jesus, because you are pleading for me. You are fighting my battles because we are not able to fight those battles alone, but the Spirit of God with us can. Amen? So who will cause us to return? Who will cause the body of Christ to come back, to be drawn back into a relationship only Jesus? So I'll give you just a word of advice. Please pray for those you know that need to return to Jesus. Right? It is okay to pray for those, right? That the Lord may draw them to himself. Many times we think that our efforts with, you know, actually physically being uh, uh, there for somebody and calling them back and, and, and kind of overwhelming them with, you know, uh, bugging them about being uh, back in church and all these things. Are, it's, it's the effort that we place that it's going to bring people back. And maybe somebody's nice and they say, fine, fine, I'll show up. But the prayer should be, Father, would you draw them back to you? Would, it, would you make it be where they hear you? They are drawn to you because of you, not because of me. Amen? We are called to pray for them and to Leave them before the presence of God and say, God, they belong to you. Would you reach and bring them back to yourself? That is the duty and that is the responsibility of every Christian. Now, the book of Jude, verse 24 and 25. That's towards the end of the Bible if you guys want to go there. It's only one, one chapter. Verse 24 and 25. And I'm almost to the end here. I'll be finishing. Book of Jude. Verse 24 and 25 says, Now all glory to God. All glory to who? To God, right? who is able to keep you from falling away. Who is the one that keeps us from falling away? God, right? And that's what we're reading in Romans. He is pleading. He is interceding for us. He's the one that is fighting our battles, right? And he's saying here, who is able to keep us from falling and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. Please hear this out. It is not about us. It is about Jesus doing it all. He has done it all. And he continues to be the one that does it all. Your responsibility, my responsibility is to get to know him better. 
Because when we get to know him, Jesus himself, then we are drawn to him because there is nothing like him. There is no one like him. And he awakens in us a desire to be with him. Because he's always pleading and fighting for us. He will not let one of those who belong to him perish. Because we belong to him. We belong to Jesus. Verse 25 says, All glory to him who alone is God, our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord. All glory and majesty, power and authority are his before all time. And in the present and beyond all time. Amen. So he keeps us from falling away. Please hear this out, church. We would run so we would we would be headed the opposite direction. We would be headed the opposite direction. God told Jonah to go one way, he went the opposite. We're no different. But if, if it wasn't for his love, if it wasn't for his mercy, if it wasn't for his grace, then we would be so far. But he calls us and he pulls us back and he intercedes and he fights the fight for us. Now, all over the room and those who are watching, we've all shed tears for ourselves and for someone else maybe. And God knows that every tear that all of us have shed, it means something. Not only to us, but it means something to him. And he is aware and understands that even when the weight of the world is on top of us, he is saying to you, I am fighting for you. I have not abandoned you. And so the call this morning is return to him who is always fighting for you. Return to him. Return to the one who has never given up on you. I don't know where anybody stands. Those who are watching are here. But if your faith is not strong in him, the call today is return to him who has never given up on you. Listen to this, please. The darkness of this world will put a veil on your eyes and it will blind you and it will destroy you. We need clarity and that clarity can only come from God himself. This is why Jesus died. So that in times like this, we would have clarity in him and not be swayed to the left or to the right, but we will stand firm because he, he is fighting for you, not us. We can't do this. He has done it and continues to plead for us. 
to fight the good fight, run the race, endure to the end. Like soldiers in the army of God, right? We will not be defeated. He will not lose. We serve a God of victory. And even in our suffering, he is sovereign to have control. And he gives you a hope of glory that you can hold on to, which is in Jesus Christ. So please, please let your prayer be. Bring us back to you, God. We're ready to come back. Give us a fresh start. Thank you so much for listening to the Osana Houston podcast. If you have any questions or prayer requests, feel free to email us at info at OsanaHouston.org. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at OsanaHouston. If you would like to donate, visit our website, OsanaHouston.org.